Hey everyone, this is the Thinkers Tribe. Thank you everyone for joining us as we delve into one of my favorite TV shows and I'm sure it's one of yours as well and the longest running TV show in the history of time. I am talking about Okay, okay, cut that theme. The Simpsons is owned by Disney now and we don't want a lawsuit on our hands, okay? Let's just get on with the show. Today we explore how The Simpsons changed the world of silver screen entertainment forever. However, if you have been living under a rock, let's get you up to date with some facts. The Simpsons was created by Matt Groening, an underground cartoonist in the late 80s and first appeared as a short cartoon on the Tracy Ullman show and had their own show a year later. They moved to 20th Century Fox where they had 22 minutes of unadulterated animated fun. Through the years, The Simpsons have won more awards than any other show and even more than a lot of hit shows combined with every award possible. Since the early 90s to present day, The Simpsons has turned from a 5-minute illustration from Matt Groening to a multi-billion marketing juggernaut that has taken the world by storm. Throughout the show, The Simpsons in merchandise only have made a profit of 7.073 billion, that's right count them, billion US dollars, which is the 25th highest media franchise of all time. That's not all, The Simpsons is an award-winning machine with 34 primetime Emmy awards and over 120 awards in total. So what makes The Simpsons so popular? Here's the one thing no one talks about. Their eyes look like boobs. That was one of The Simpsons showrunners Matt Selman giving us his take. But before we take a look at The Simpsons, we need to look at what sitcoms were before The Simpsons made their debut. Sitcoms typically took a status quo or ideological approach to family. The father and the husband was the authority figure and in almost all cases knew what was best. The mother and wife of the show was devoted to her husband and supported her husband in a loving and caring way and was the perfect emotional support for her children. The kids were mostly obedient and when they were not, there was a heartfelt and respectful conversation with their parents. Any side characters such as policemen, bartenders or politicians were respectful and honourable people. The Simpsons turned all of these ideologies on its head when they debuted in December of 1989. Homer the father was not smart at all and often incompetent. He was very impulsive and extremely quick to anger. Marge, his wife, was very repressive and enabled his behavior quite a bit. She loved Homer but was always repressing a lot of the emotions through the majority of their marriage. Their firstborn, Bart, was a hellraiser that could only be described as Dennis the Menace on acid. The side characters were often rife with flaws, the policeman who was incompetent as they come, to the profit addicted and suicidal bartender, to the extremely corrupt politician. Every character in this show is extremely flawed and has a sense of eccentricity to them. The heart and soul of the show, however, was the middle child of The Simpsons, Lisa Simpson, who was the moral compass of the show and was typically the opposite of every girl in sitcoms prior to this. Lisa had no to little interest in boys and was deeply focused on academics. I believe that Lisa was one of the first outright feminist characters 
on television with episodes like Lisa vs Malibu Stacy where she collaborated on a Barbie doll archetype that when the string was pulled would say trust in yourself and you can achieve anything there are a lot of examples of these very flawed and anti status quo characters but it would take me 3 hours to get into this but i'll tell you a few of my favorites such as the richest and greediest billionaire in the world who ransacks the environment for all its worth as he runs his nuclear plant and somehow for some reason he's living in springfield a school that is so underfunded and poor that they can't provide the basic necessities to the children The Simpsons has also dabbled in politics and has criticized every politician from Bill Clinton to George Bush to Trump. And I don't think any subject is untouchable in politics when it comes to the Simpsons. So here's a fun fact. Homer and Marge are the names of creator Matt Groening's parents and Lisa and Maggie are the names of his sisters. Now I am well aware the current state of the Simpsons is heavily criticized and has even been prone to the cancel culture. However, I will get into that later. I think we should first explore how the Simpsons changed the genre of sitcom forever. So let's get right into that. So one of the things that the Simpsons changed was there was no laughter track for the Simpsons. The Simpsons had to be genuinely side-splitting hilarious and they were and that was the beginning of a trend where there was no laughter track involved. The Simpsons was the first real self-sustained animation show that was really really cross-generational. Fox Network was in some really bad financial crisis at that point of time and they were looking for new ideas to sustain themselves and they took a gamble on Matt Groening and The Simpsons and their dysfunctional family and town. But they were concerned with the fact that The Simpsons might only appeal to children as cartoons generally would and and would drive away adult audiences as was the trend with animation shows prior to this. In fact, the only cross-generational show prior to this were Tom and Jerry and the Flintstones, but in a much lesser cross-generational level. And the Flintstones had debuted in the 1970s, which means that for 30 years there was no cross-generational animation TV show. So the Simpsons had saved Fox Network, but Fox had made a lot of the people in the Simpsons multimillionaires. invested in something called News Corp. Dad, that's Fox. Ah, undo, undo. Oh. Not only did adult audiences love it, they wanted more and more of it. The first episode of The Simpsons debuted with over 25 million viewers. For its first episode, The Simpsons literally hit the ground running. Now, this isn't the highest viewed pilot in TV history, but we need to remember that this is an animated show, one of its kind that everybody expected to fail. Even the writers of this show expected The Simpsons to fail. Another thing to remember is The Simpsons set the trend for cross-generational animated sitcoms. Without The Simpsons, there would be no Family Guy or American Dad or South Park or King of the Hill or F is for Family. Oh, by the way, F is for Family is a hilarious show, and it's on Netflix, and you should definitely check it out. I personally believe that the writing is one of the smartest writing in sitcoms and maintains that standard today. There are episodes that I've rewatched and said to myself, "How did I miss that?" Whether it's the dialogues or the visual gags, the form of headlines in the newspapers or quirky names of stores, the writing really seems to be ingenious and has sustained that way for 30 years. The Simpsons has also brought in some very interesting political charge satire. The earliest memory I have of this is an episode where Homer buys a gun for well, 
protecting his family and the irony here is that he scares them away. The episode exposed how crazy Americans can get when it comes to the second amendment. The Simpsons also were the first show that portrayed a gay man as just a regular person and this is a huge deal because prior to this any gay character on a TV show or a sitcom was a very stereotypical character and probably the butt of all the jokes but the Simpsons went on a more realistic route here and this wouldn't be done for many years to come by any other sitcom so in essence i think that's why the simpsons succeeded it wasn't afraid of taking a risk that most shows dared not to do and i don't think playing safe is something that the simpsons writers ever wanted to do i also think one of the other reasons why the simpsons have been so successful and been able to sustain themselves for 30 years is the relevancy of the side characters outside of the family and whether it's the lazy cop to the incompetent politicians to the cigarette and tobacco addicted teachers in the education system it all feels like everybody's town in some way or the other fun fact number 2 a lot of the side characters last names are based on the streets in portland oregon where simpson's creator matt groening grew up and is in a weird way the inspiration for the fictional town of Springfield the show is also probably the most quotable show to ever exist from to to me which is in the oxford dictionary by the way the final reason why i think that the simpsons have changed tv sitcoms forever is because of our beloved anti-hero his name is homer and he is a comedy writer's dream While most protagonists would have some sort of redeeming qualities and be in a way a flawed role model, Homer is the absolute opposite. He is angry as anybody can get. He is as stupid as anybody can get. He is as impulsive as anybody can get, and he is as loving as anybody can get. You might not like The Simpsons, but you got to love Homer. John Schwartzwelder, who was considered to be the greatest writer on The Simpsons, once said that to write for Homer is to write for a dog that can talk. With all of this you might be thinking who couldn't love the Simpsons the writing the characters they're all phenomenal. Well it turns out that even before the whole cancel culture had come for the Simpsons the show had infuriated quite a lot of people. I hate them so much. So let's get religious and start with the Catholic Church. There were phrases like Mom, can we go Catholic so we can get communion wafers and booze? No, no one's going Catholic. Three children is enough, thank you. Now that alone is pretty extreme, but what caught the attention of Mr. Bill Donahue from the Catholic League was a particular clip which was the Simpsons poking fun at the ridiculous Super Bowl commercial. A car breaks down and a few provocatively dressed women come to fix it, and at the end of the ad the women reveal that they're wearing a cross around their neck and a voiceover says the Catholic Church we've made a few changes this caused Mr Bill Donahue to well go let's say extremely ballistic but the simpsons have infuriated people of power as well there was a time when the president of the united states of america george bush senior said this let me tell you something we are going to keep on trying to strengthen the american family to make american families a lot more like the waltons and a lot less like the simpsons and the first lady barbara bush said it was the stupidest thing she'd ever seen and you know then her son became president so that's that the simpsons also are known as world travelers as they've traveled all across the globe 
but none of their vacations stirred up more controversy than their first trip to Brazil. The episode portrayed Brazil in a very bad light where they showed Rio de Janeiro as a very poor city while Rio de Janeiro does have a lot of infrastructural problems and crime problems. Since it's a comedy, this was over-exaggerated with monkeys in the shantytown, kidnapping and multicolored rats which Homer commented looked like skittles. To be fair, that was pretty funny, but the people of Brazil didn't like that one bit. The latest controversy, however, in the past couple of years was the portrayal of the character of Apu Nahasapima Petlon. And for all you non-Indian listeners out there, no, that's not a real last name. 15 minutes of fame seeker comedian Hari Kondabolu had accused the Simpsons of stereotyping and how the character of Apu had him bullied in America and Apu being a store clerk was a demeaning and regressive stereotype and in fact had actually made a 50 minutes documentary where he spoke out about the negative impact of Apu. You know what you could do, Apu? Yeah, shut up. You could fake your own death. Oh, would you shut up? All you need is a car bomb and I you... can't believe you don't shut up! Here's the thing though. The entire show is rife with stereotypes. It's a show that pokes fun of everyone. Let's just look at Homer, Lenny and Carl, who are the epitome of the American worker who can often be conceived as lazy, arrogant and, you know, entitled. I think it's important for all of us to remember that for a very long time, Apu was the only representation of an Indian in American television. When one does a character analysis of Apu, you will quickly realize that he is honestly the only hardworking person in the town of Springfield. He's always happy and he's always in a good mood. Whereas you can see everyone else grumbling about the life and living in the cesspool that is Springfield. Every character on the show is a stereotype. And the show wouldn't be fun if everything was accurate or everything was politically correct. Comedy by definition is an exaggeration of facts and an exaggeration of the things you see around you. Fun fact number three. Apu is creator Matt Groening's favorite character. Another fun fact, The Simpsons had addressed the idea of Apu being a retired stereotype two whole seasons before Mr. Kondabolu came out with his documentary, so that's that, I guess. You guys are saying all of this stuff and condemning The Simpsons, but he hasn't had a line for the past four years now, I guess? Look, I'll be honest, I'm Indian and I'm Catholic and I never had any problems with these kind of jokes. Oh, I never thought that it would actually become a controversy. I think the moment we stop laughing at ourselves, life gets real, real messy. I think The Simpsons and the stereotypes is a wonderful thing. It doesn't have the attitude that most shows have where it in a way tries to pander to be politically correct and especially with America, you know, a lot of these shows that was there before The Simpsons and has been there after The Simpsons has this attitude that America is great, beautiful, gracious land. It pokes fun of America with satire and I think that has made the show such a huge success and you know with The Simpsons we've also taken life a little lighter. So let's get down to it. The Simpsons have been through the ring of fire with immense criticism and have been victims of the ridiculous cancel culture. Are The Simpsons the show it once was? No! You know what? I agree with you, Lisa, but you and your family broke down barriers for almost every great comedy show to come after you guys. It critiqued America and took risks that most shows were afraid to do. 
We live in an age where we have the ability to poke fun of religion and culture and things that are sacred to a lot of people and have the people who these things are sacred to laugh with us. Let's go back to 1990 and remember people were outraged not because the Simpsons made fun of Jesus, not because the Simpsons spoke fun at cultures of different people. People had a problem because this kid Bart Simpson is talking back to his parents. Just think how far we've come, how we've matured, how we can look at our life and laugh a little and our lives become so much lighter with that. But I'll be honest, long gone are the days where every single episode of The Simpsons or potential Emmy award winners in every single episode of The Simpsons made me laugh like I hadn't laughed in years. They had dropped the ball during seasons 22 to 26 and that felt like they were just churning the machine which lacked the witty and sophisticated writing style that had carried with them for over two decades. And I know even the most recent seasons, say from 28 to 32, people are shitting on them, but I really like some of the episodes from season 28 onwards. But there are episodes in these seasons where it's kind of like the worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes registering my disgust throughout the world. You know, most of the episodes feel like good going on great with a few of the episodes being pure gems which make me go. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> you don't know how. <laughs> After 30 years, you have to have a bit of repetition. And maybe reinventing existing storylines that were such a big hit in the past isn't such a bad thing. The problem with the Simpsons isn't that their standards of comedy have fallen at a drastic level. The problem with the Simpsons is the fact that their first 10 seasons exist. A peak so high that everything they do will be considered a failure even if there are a few episodes that I consider better than any one of the first 10. And every show, every artist has to deal with it. Let's look at two musical artists, Michael Jackson and Eminem. What is better than Thriller and the Marshall Mathers LP respectively? Nothing. And after the peak is reached for every artist and every creative person, all that will be left from the outside world is negativity. But you know, I really like The Simpsons from the past 4 or 5 seasons. I think what they're doing really works. It's really smart. It's really witty comedy. I don't watch a really good Simpsons episode for example from season 30 and say, "Oh, but you know in season 4 there was that episode which was way funnier than that." I think we should just appreciate comedic value at its current state and then I think we'll all laugh a little bit more. Uh, really quickly, one of the writers of The Simpsons that you should really check out. His speeches are on YouTube and his interviews are on YouTube. He's genuinely really, really funny. His name is Mike Reese. He has been with The Simpsons since 1989, and he was also one of the writers of those very popular Ice Age movies. So do check him out on YouTube. By the way, my favorite episode is the one where Marge loses her memory, but once she regains it, she remembers everyone except Homer. and i think it has the perfect level of sadness happiness 
comedic relief the story is so interesting and so lovely and the dialogues and everything is just so wonderful i think it's their best episode they've done till date and that wasn't even in their first 10 seasons haters so that's my take do you agree with me did the simpsons change sitcoms forever or is it a so-so show tell me what you think connect with us on instagram facebook linkedin and twitter and stay tuned for more from the thinkers tribe and i really would love to hear what you guys think oh wait hold on we actually getting live feedback right now on the podcast this is incredible i don't know how this is happening how did they get my number i don't know so the username is hjs and he just sent me a message saying the j stands for j and he wants all of you to know that for some strange reason so hjs what do you have to say you tried your best and you failed miserably the lesson is never try do Oh my god, wow. It's Homer Simpson everybody. Hey Homer, I'm sorry you didn't like the episode all that much. I'd love to debate with you some more, but I got to play that outro music. Now it isn't sadgasm or covercraft, but I hope you like it. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Connect with us on our socials and until next time. This is The Thinker's Tribe. Mm-hmm.